Medical information obtained from our website or on the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If you have, or you suspect you might, have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of the sports doctor, this radio show, or their sponsors. Everybody live from Chicago, welcome. It's the Sports Doctor. I'm Dr. Bob Wild, sports podiatrist. All things sports, medicine, fitness, and wellness. Brought to you by Global School Wear. School uniforms by Tommy Hilfiger. Hurdle Apparel, high-tech socks for support and long wear. LER, lower extremity review, and MVP parent magazines, and UK Health Radio. Happy Heart Month, everybody. Happy Leap Year. You know, we got a great doubleheader today. Dr. Paul Calloway, PhD. He's a longtime guest, uh, personal development coach, longtime physical therapist with the world of golf. He returns. And Dr. Francis Rahame, PhD, a financial coach, radio host here on BBS of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor. And she's the author of Retire Debt, Retire Well, Retire Sooner. And some sports doctors in action with Bob Guidus and emails. But Paul Calloway, hey man, welcome back to the Sports Doctor. Thanks so much, Dr. Weil. Great to be back. I don't know if it's the 20th time or, you know, for decades. <laughs> uh, we go back, you know, uh, Paul will, like, will mention one of the first, I think, first physical therapists, the PGA Golf Tour, you know, with the Arnold Palmers, the Jack Nicholases, when Tiger Woods was coming to Chicago. He passed by us. Paul, give us some background on yourself and the new excitement with your personal development coaching. Sure, happy to. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm a physical therapist, and I had the great opportunity, privilege, really, to be the first physical therapist to travel on the PGA Tour uh, in the Mobile Fitness Treatment Center. And that back then, it was all the physical part of the game until you know treating injuries and getting golfers to be more fit and injury prevent. But uh, what came along was the 1986 Masters when I had the opportunity to work with Jack Nicklaus directly that week. And, and he gave me some insights as I was actually treating him, uh, treating his neck. He was like literally talking through his next round. This was Saturday night before his Sunday final round. And what he needed to do, the visualization he was going through, uh, mental, physical things that he had to prepare for the actual night before, the day before, to visualize his way around the golf course and actually manifest that that round that he he, he executed uh, exactly to the same score that he he projected in his mind, and he ends up winning the Masters by one stroke. and And that you know was amazing to me that that's what someone like. Jack did a master uh, of the game. How what what he did not only physically but but mentally, and it got me on the path to really recognize. You know, the physical part is very important, but the body is the instrument of the mind, and how we have to help people physically with also you know setting goals and imagining themselves well and not concentrating on all their problems all the time. Then that led me to the whole world of, of wellness and, and injury prevention and what we can do both mentally and physically. You and know, that's and where, and, uh, yes. Yeah. And, and back then, you know, our old, our old friend Mike Riggs, 
think he's out in Colorado now uh, with his the mental coaching and some of the things that he was paying attention to in the world of golf along with you in many different respects. And it's interesting, Paul, you know, it's been a topic um, on the sports doctor for decades. I call it the mental game, whether you're the best athlete in the world, whether you are the parents of one of these top kids, whether you're the coach. Uh, you know, my figure skaters were doing mental physical, uh, visualization way back then. Uh, athletes thought it was voodoo. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it, it, remember, and now it's become, it's like nutrition. It is the new sports medicine uh, that I call it the new medicine, again, you know, which is eat smarter, keep moving, and pay attention to stress. Uh, and, uh, and, and that really, uh, all those years ago, uh, it started you thinking along those, those lines. And the, um, how do you find that um, you're the personal development coach, um, you know, besides golf, other sports, you're probably going to pay uh, all sorts of attention to the business world, et cetera, I would assume. Yes. Well, Bob Proctor uh, was, you know, my first, uh, you know, introductory to to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill many years the ago. great Bob uh, Proctor, Nikkei, right. the magnetic therapy, and uh, All those really a, a champion in, in that regard. Yes, and uh, you know we lost him about a year ago, but you know all through his uh, years, he he became a master of these concepts of the thirteen success principles within Think and Grow Rich and many other things. But brought that to my awareness, and and uh, that's where now uh, I leverage those uh, concepts in that book, but primarily, and help people in all aspects of life, whether it's sports, athletics, you know, I had terrible personally performance anxiety as much as my body failed me at a young age with all my foot and ankle problems playing sports. It it was uh, the anxiety. You mentioned stress earlier, you know, the anxiety of like the pressure I felt as a, as a young athlete to perform at a high level. And, you know, gosh, is is my mind. One of the biggest problems we have, Paul. Yeah. It's one of our biggest challenges today. You know, the emphasis I have people on all over the world in the uh, world of sports, youth sports medicine, and these challenges. What's interesting is the more talented your son or daughter, the more the pressures are uh, uh, immense. Uh, And it's amazing, Paul, how in the Olympics, whether it was Simone Biles or Michael Phelps, these these Olympic world champions bringing to the attention this mental health side of all of it. Yes. Yeah. And and so, you know, helping people to identify that, confront it, not make them think that there's something wrong with them, but this is just a normal human condition that, uh, like you said, like diet or anything else, it's a commonplace uh, understanding now that it must be a part of the conversation starting with setting your goals and creating a belief system that now once you've got your plan and work with your team, you can start step-by-step working toward, you know, the progression uh, of your successes to, to the ultimate, uh, you know, end game that you're looking to achieve, whether that's making more money in business or better personal family relationships or, you know, being the best athlete you can be. Well, you know, you've worked with these kids, you know, your golf academy. How long have you worked with some of the top juniors? Uh, yeah, for, for decades. Uh, yeah, we've so been here. I, 
Yes. Yeah, no, we've, we've been here since, uh, I've been here 20, over 20 years, uh, you know, here at the Cantini Golf Academy, and uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity to blend all the performance factors, including the mental part of the game, uh, to, to what golfers, uh, you know, are needing and wanting. And again, not only the, them as players, but again, like you mentioned, their families, their coaches, this kind of important communication that we make such a big deal out of on the sports doctor. Everybody listening to the sports doctor, I'm Dr. Bob Weil, sports podiatrist. If you go to my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, if you go over to radio shows, you can go back decades, you probably catch a half a dozen shows uh, with Dr. Paul Calloway here. Uh, an endless array of topics, international, national, local um, guests. Uh, if you go over to newspaper articles and magazines, you can read about all the excitement with the MVP Parent Magazine, all the work we do with uh, Lower Extremity Review, and it's still my most popular article is Women in High Heels Accepting the Challenge. We have thousands of followers. If you go to at Sports Doc, DOC Radio, you can catch up on all that. Speaking of sites, we're speaking with Paul Calloway, uh, a long-time physical therapist, now really uh, in the personal development coaching world. Paul, what is the, the best site for people to find out about um, you and your information. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, well, my last name is Callaway. Uh, no coincidence, <laughs> it's related to golf, but just like it's spelled with all A's, it's CallawaySuccessMentoring.com. So um, that's where they can come and learn about me or, or call me directly uh, through that website. The, all the numbers are listed. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to meet people, answer their questions, and help them out. You know, it's interesting. You had, again, the name Callaway. And you're being one of the leaders in the world and the whole world of golf. Had to always be one of the first questions you always may had to yeah. answer, right? <laughs> never, right. The first question, which is, "Holy cow, are you Callaway golf!" And uh, it was always a, uh, a fun story over all the years. You know, you wrote those manuals. You made a very, very big deal. Both of us, the, the functional, whether you were jumping for rebounds whether you were changing direction on the tennis court, whether you were running 10 miles a day. We would talk about the biomechanics, uh, the tremendous importance of working on balance and stability, the importance of strengthening uh, the feet and ankles. And the, I remember the first, um, what was that, those pamphlets you wrote for the golf world, for the physical therapy world? Yeah, it, I think it was called uh, the uh, Top 10 Golf fitness exercises for exercises ah. for golf or so, something yes. simple like that. Yeah. With Dr. Putting Frank it on Joe. the spot. Yes. Now it's, it's funny because again, sports psychology, golf was one of the sports that really helped put that whole mental game on the map. Again, when we're talking decades ago in all of the world of sports, you know, the, the, the idea of making a big deal out of you was something you mentioned. It was like, people said, don't tell me something's wrong with me. That was all, you know, once, <laughs> Our, our, our longtime colleague, uh, the late Dr. Jim Vickery, used to drag him along with me when we would talk to Little League parents. He was a sports psychologist, uh, and, and he always made such a big deal out of uh, uh, parents, you know, not, not being a, uh, a critic. But he didn't use the word psychology because it right. scared people away. Isn't that, it's, it's, boy, that's changed, hasn't it? Yeah, I've got Jim's uh, book. Uh... Yeah, I've got his book on my shelf and uh, many others that I learned from over the years. Uh, Tom Hawes was another local sports psychologist. And, uh, you know, so 
many, many good people uh, introduced me to these concepts. Uh, I just have taken it beyond any individual sport now because these, these I keep mentioning the, the success principles, yes. these 13 common success principles, uh, starting with desire and belief and going on from there. It, it's just something that has been proven. Uh, it's not any theory anymore. These are proven principles, yes. uh, success principles that uh, we just get down and get, clarify them for people and find out how it fits very, you know, in a customized way uh, to meet their individual needs. Yes, maybe you'll help me in the, who knows in how many years to get this. These principles included routinely in our school systems. Uh, right. Where as kids are growing up, they could learn how to pay attention to this. Uh, it's amazing, Paul, you know, over the past, since the pandemic, wherever I've had experts on, whatever their vocation, wherever they were from around the world, their number one thing was mental health. Hmm. So there's tremendous attention to all of these the, the the situations with teenagers, the uh, uh, craziness with the um, uh, with social media. Good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank right. you. I, I, it, it's a mission I'm very passionate about, and uh, we've been helping lots of people uh, with this concept, uh, getting them to know themselves better, having a purpose, uh, clear identity, clear path that really you know helps support people in, in real positive ways. You know, it's funny. We still think about sometimes, uh, you know, youth sports. Uh, the well, we're looking forward to the documentary where our children play, where I've had a part of over the years. Uh, all of these challenges, thinking of these overzealous parents and the ranting and raving on the sidelines and these other kinds of, of problems. Um, do you find that again as you work with families of some of these young athletes and uh, you know these young golfers who are, are serious already at eleven, twelve years old? and want to yeah. specialize very, very early, no matter how often we tell them to play different sports, use different parts of the body. You know, you got a young kid, he's very talented. Hey, Paul, I don't think you heard me. I want to play golf six days a week. I want to practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it becomes, and again, it's a mental challenge uh, with these kids. And their parents and their coaches, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I, I've been blessed. I haven't had too many overzealous. Uh, I have had them for sure. And then we have to have a little, uh, sit down and, and gain perspective again and, you know, calm people down. But, but most people really just want the help and they, they want uh, balance in their child's life. They don't want to have the, the pressure be overwhelming, uh, for them, you know, as they go to these higher levels of competition. And, uh, it's, it's unless you're one of the top recruits. Unless well. you're one of the top recruits <laughs> and, and all, there's really scholarships and now there's paid athletes and all of these things and uh, that really, really uh, multiply these challenges. Yeah, no, the, the money is there for sure and, and, and that brings lots of attention and, and, and then, you know, that's where the parents, uh, you know, certainly want uh, that possibly for their kids. But um I really, you know, again, I've been fortunate. I haven't had that many, uh, you know, putting too much of the wrong kind of pressure. Uh, but on the performance really... end, Paul, uh, forget, yeah. again, you have even the pressure game, enhancing performance in yeah. any aspect of life, is a, this is a big deal about what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, just... Not making the identity I mentioned earlier being related to your performance, you know, that, that's where it gets out of balance. You know, people start immediately having expectations about performance, and that 
if they, that doesn't happen, then judgment occurs, and pretty soon, instantly, you're a bad person or you're no good because you're relating your performance to your identity. So first, we have to get it clear: who are you? You know, how do you how do you define yourself? And that has to be somewhat separate, you know, very distinctly separate from your performance outcomes. So you know that we have to get that clear first. Then we can move forward and set as high a goals as we want to. But it's not about expectations. It's about intentions. You know, we've just yes. redefined the Well, word. you mentioned the big word, intention. It's always been what you've been about. Paul, quickly, I knew the time would fly with you. It always does. Give us that <laughs> site again. People could find out about sure. everything you're doing. Yeah, it's just CallawaySuccessMentoring.com. CallawaySuccessMentoring.com. Paul, thank you so much for coming back for the 20th time. Give it take a few. Thanks, Dr. Uh, Wilde. Yes, hold on, Paul. We'll be right back, everybody. It's the Sports Doctor. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Bob Wilde, the Sports Doctor. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, co-written with Sharky Zartman, Hashtag Hey Sports Parents an essential guide for any parent with a child in sports. You know, Sharky is a former Hall of Fame volleyball player. She's the mom of two daughters who became Division I volleyball players. Together, we have over 70 years of combined youth sports experience. The goal of the book, give you the essential tools and guidance to make your experience as a sports parent the best it could be. Hashtag Hey Sports Parents is divided into four sections. The first section... Sports Parenting 101. Sharky talks everything about uh, parenting, about coaching, that whole uh, interaction between parents and coaches, coaching your own kid. Uh, What are the things to really pay attention to? The second section is the Sports Doctors In, yours truly. Uh, My discussion of injury prevention and treatment, choosing the best shoes, youth sports and drugs, essential exercises, the dilemma of youth football, orthotics, Third section, uh, experts speak out. We bring together eight different experts in nutrition and sports performance and mental training in all aspects of coaching in that section. The last section is the parents' perspective, some insights from about a half a dozen parents of athletes. So everyone, hey, get out your megaphone, spread the word. Now available on Amazon. Order now. You'll be more confident. So will your young athlete. Hashtag, hey, sports parents. Hey, everybody. Dr. Bob here. LER, Lower Extremity Review Magazine, is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's been a decade of providing key Uh, clinical and practical information about concerns, conditions, and treatment solutions for the lower extremity, both sports and non-sports alike. LER is the only multidisciplinary publication for doctors of all specialties, educators, therapists, and trainers. They inform practitioners on current developments in the diagnosis, treatment, and prevention of lower extremity injuries. LER prides itself on editorial integrity and evidence-based content Their tagline, collaborative care for better outcomes, says it all. Hey, colleagues, go to LERmagazine.com.
Sportsbook.com. Hey, everybody, we are back live from Chicago. It is the Sports Doctor. I want to welcome Dr. Frances Ram, PhD. She's a financial coach, radio host on this network of financial fitness with the Money Doctor. She's the author of Retire Debt, Retire Well, Retire Sooner. For Dr. Francis, uh, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Well, thanks, Dr. Bob. How are you? Well, I'm glad that the Sports Doctor is meeting the Money Doctor. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, the, it's a topic we talk about all the time in the world of youth sports or even uh, any level of sports, which is these financial challenges and the educational side, what makes sense. So give us some uh, background on yourself, your show, um, and, and uh, your book. Well, gosh. Uh, in short, uh, I was a registered investment advisor or an independent broker uh, since I was 23, which, if you can do the math, I'm now 60, so I've been doing this a while. Uh, the book is called Retire Debt and Retire Well, Retire Sooner, Live Better, Debt-Free, Including Mortgage. Because right, Where were you when I needed you? Go ahead. <laughs> right here, baby. Right. Um, because of because although I was doing investment work for people, what I realized is there was a real lack of financial literacy, uh, and it was manifesting in people building up a lot of debt, even while they were trying to save for retirement. And so I had to find a way to pay it off sooner. Uh, fast forward, I developed some software, which is now patented. And so we manage debt, budget, and retirement while people are learning the skills that they need to continue to do well in life. And so because we do that and because we're now, you know, a couple of generations deep in doing that, we field a lot of questions about, you know, getting kids through college, getting them out of high school and, and how much they wish that the adults wish that their parents had imparted some sort of financial skills. And one of the complaints I hear repeatedly is, why don't they teach this in schools? So they do teach some finance in some schools. Even the government has put out a financial literacy course. Unfortunately, it seems to be missing a giant segment, which is to talk about debt and managing your money at a basic level. So people learn things like how to invest in the stock market, but they don't necessarily learn how to balance their checkbook. So when we're talking about the next generation and parents say things to me like, but my kid is great at basketball or football and, you know, he's being scoped out by coaches and he's going pro, you know, we're trying to decide where he's going to play college ball or where she's going to play, you know, a college sport. There's almost no talk about what they will do, not only to finance it going through college if they don't get a full ride, but what they're teaching these kids about their future whether they do or don't. Well, that's been one of the big topics, Francis. When we're talking with families of high-performance youngsters who might be dealing with traveling teams and traveling expenses and club teams and ice time, which are many of the families that I've worked with over the decades, uh, one of the expertises I always wanted to add, uh, besides the physical side of training, the mental side of training, uh, like on my first guest, Dr. Calloway, we would include this aspect, which you have, you know, families um, uh, uh, educating themselves on how to deal with 
the uh, youth sports expenses. It's interesting, on the other end of the spectrum, last week, uh, Jeff Williams with BizStarters was talking about uh, the seniors and starting new businesses and then paying attention to whatever the, the financial okay. uh, challenges might be. And, uh, uh, again, you know, the idea, you have a great question, why aren't some of these skills, both the mental side of everything, the mental game as I call it, let alone the financial side, paid more attention in school. Uh, but, again, for, for some of these families who are really uh, looking to take big part in youth sports, then uh, uh, what are some of the things that are important to you for them to be better prepared? Well, I think the things that, you know, we all know about, right, try to keep your debt low, try to understand what your student loans might cost if, in fact, you're going to have to take on student debt. Um, But still, I think families are ill-prepared to do that. And so one of the things that that we talk about is this new NIL law, a couple of years old now, where, you know, where college students, college athletes can make money on their name, image, and likeness, right? So It's a big deal. This is this has become a big deal as 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 we see you know Deion Sanders' sons I think getting four million a year with the uh, with Colorado but this has changed the whole landscape I'm so glad you brought that up. Well, precisely because first of all you know I I used to have this gripe and I've gotten off of it a bit but that we're asking you know high schoolers seventeen year olds to decide where they want to go to college what they want to do and almost no education about what those student loans will be like. Now, that's bad enough, but when you start to set these kids up for college ball or college sports, and you say to them at a high school level, look, when you go to college now, you, you'll be able to make money on your name, image, and likeness. When, when we start to combine that, those NIL payments with the cost of attendance payments and the housing stipend that some of these colleges can offer now, these kids can be managing or not managing thousands of dollars per semester and nobody's talking to them about what to do about it they don't have the, the support that a pro athlete has how about the college. pro athlete when he signs to 25 million you know i had an expert on from the uh, national from the uh, national publicity summit gosh a year year and a half two years ago and she, well, her her thing she was a financial person said 75 percent of professional athletes after five years are broke Whoa! But she yeah. was talking again about, you know, these pre- on the other extreme of, you know, these kinds of lack of education compared to preparing. Um, again, where uh, some of these parents are spending ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year for their, their club sport, hockey or volleyball or swimming or whatever it happens to be. Um, but this new world, again, where a, a youngster can come out of high school and be offered big money from the local car dealer or whatever. You know, over the yeah. years, the NCAA, Dr. Francis, uh, you know, if you got $2 to sign your hat, you were penalized. <laughs> so uh, this has been a, uh, there must be a lot of interest in that uh, area, this NIL thing. Actually, there is, and you brought up the NCAA. They did a study that said that even athletes are asking for this. They're begging for this information. of the women in their study and 42% of the men athletes were saying that they were looking for more education and resources when it came to NIL opportunities, to managing those. So, and, you know, you mentioned women's sport and women's swimming. You know, female athletes, I'm not a huge feminist, but I am a woman, right? Female athletes 
are, face these unique challenges. So, you know, they have a harder time getting these NIL things, possibly. Um, but recently, women's basketball, volleyball, softball, and swimming, which you mentioned. What, are you kidding me? This kid from Iowa is the biggest star in the, in the country. Uh, exactly. Caitlin, uh, <laughs> yes. So this is, uh, uh, you know, the women, it's amazing uh, the uh, uh, advances that have been made in so many in so many different areas. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, your radio show. Oh, the radio show, believe it or not, is called Financial Fitness. With the that's money a great dog. title. That's a that's a great title. Well, thank you. I mean, we chose that title because we're fit in other areas of our lives, but we right. aren't fit. Really. And people see finances, you know, this awful thing. I don't want to make a budget. I, you know, it's always a, a a uh, uh, sort of a taboo subject. And so we, we said, you know what, this is really about financial literacy and the human condition. And it's about getting that part of your life in shape, you know, and, and being able to manage your finances well, so that that's not dragging you down. It allows you to focus on the other things you want to focus on. And I, I just think it's so sad. Uh, but there's a huge opportunity here to hear at the same time for these high schoolers to start getting this kind of education about their finances and the parents. Yeah, it's got to be included. Uh, the the yeah. uh, uh, the financial fitness as well. Now again, the big, big, big fight for the mental fitness to be included, big time. Doctor, what's the best site people can find out about your show, your book, and you? Oh, they can find us on the web at hugyourmoney.com, and of course, look for financial fitness with The Money Doctor right here on BBS Radio or anywhere you get your podcast. Another great title. You hug your money. That's really, you know, <laughs> that uh, uh, is, uh, it, it's such an important topic again, uh, as, as again, you know, and people, they want to stay healthy. They want to stay healthy longer. You know, 80s, the new 60, and, and 70s, the new 50. Uh, uh, the whole world of retirement, you can't watch TV for two minutes without if it's not a drug commercial or a diet commercial, it's a retirement commercial. It's great that there's attention being paid to this. Um, you're almost as old as I am. And again, in the past, there was virtually no attention paid to any of this. Uh, so it's a uh, definitely a big void that has to continue. But these are the three themes on the sports doctor for 40 years, give or take a few weeks, Dr. Francis, that I've included. One was awareness about whatever we were talking about, whatever the topic. Two was education uh, about whatever the topic was. And three was, was some positive changes, some action that might yeah. be able to be taken. And uh, you've mentioned a couple of big ones. Um, how do you find the possibility of including these topics in, in the school world? Um, how's that going? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think change is always slow, right? Our brain is telling us whatever we've done so far has kept us alive, so don't change that, right? Uh, so it's a little slow, but I think it is coming, coming along. And in fact, when we're talking about these high school athletes, one of the things I hope they take away from this show is to realize that, you know, even though those universities may not be able to pay them directly for their athletic performance and that they might be making money on NIL, there are a lot of, high, a lot of schools that are paying uh, bonuses for excellence in the classroom. So, you know, you could be an athlete who is getting great marks in school and, and get some money directly as bonuses from some of these colleges. And then the, the final thing I would say about uh, 
this little bit of education we can impart today is that, you know, heads up, this NIL change may be affecting how many scholarships are available. The competition is changing the way that we, the way that Division I uh, schools are looking at bringing in their sports people may affect smaller colleges and their ability to compete, and you may see differences in scholarships. So, you know, there's a lot of change here going on, and we have to remember that most of these great college athletes will not go pro. So this is their shot to make this money, and if we don't help them manage it well, you know, where are they? It's all for naught. Uh, yeah, let alone, again, the, the uh, incredible expense of higher education in the United That's States right. is just, it, it, it's enormous. And many times, you know, that alone, when you then add on uh, youth sports, and we see it again, the earlier, uh, the more serious. I mean, in my world with figure skating, got serious kids, 10, 11, 12 years old already, training five, six days a week. And again, looking at all of those different expenses, many times these families, are uh, looking, you know, for education regarding uh, what's the best way to uh, pr- pr- prepare and deal with uh, some of these different expenses. That, uh, uh, but the world of again, the college sports is, is just turned upside down on its head with all of these different changes. Oh, for sure. And and you've brought up, you know, trying to fund these kids' sports in the early days, or or even while they're in high school, right? It's very expensive, and I, I think there's a real um, sort of a competition to kind of keep up with the Joneses, if you will, or keep up with your neighbors. When kids want to play sports, we want them to be able to do it. And so people are refinancing their homes. They're putting on credit card debt. They're working second jobs, you know, they're doing all kinds of things to try to finance this stuff so these kids can play sports. And many, many parents are thinking, my child is so good at this. They've got a real shot of going pro. But long before they ever get I want to pro. talk more about that, uh, uh, Dr. Francis Ram. Again, one of the hosts here at uh, BBS Radio, and it's the sports doctor, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. MVP Parent Magazine is special. Evidence-based topics on all areas of youth sports. Rich Dubin, a sports dad himself, takes his three decades of publishing he just celebrated the 12th anniversary of the acclaimed LER Lower Extremity Review magazine, one of sports doctors' key supporters, and he pours it into MVP Parent. Factual evidence-based info on such key topics like physical and mental training, nutrition, injury awareness, treatment, recovery, and prevention. I am proud to be a contributor to MVP Parent with the Sports Doctor is in article in each issue. Go to MVPParent.com mvpparent.com Hey, we're talking the financial side of everything, uh, health and wellness, sports and non-sports here with Dr. Francis Ram. Uh, she is the host of uh, Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor uh, here with uh, BBS Radio. Dr. Francis, when is it? Is your show live or when is your show? When is it played? Uh, it's live on uh, radio, on WHMP radio at 8 a.m. And then it airs, I believe, on Sundays on BBS at uh, 3 p.m. 
How long have you done radio work? About 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes by fast. <laughs> it does, yes. It really, really does. I think it's a great uh, medium to have. Sometimes live radio is uh, interesting where somebody gets the time zone mixed up or something else happens or <laughs> we lose power. And, uh, hey, the guest isn't here. Uh, uh, so the live adds a little bit of uh, extra excitement. Talk a little bit about um, the uh, bullet points in your book, uh, Retire Debt, Retire Well, Retire Sooner, um, a little bit. Well, gosh, okay. So the book is is titled that uh, for all the obvious reasons, that although we teach people how to get out of debt and how to manage a budget and how to retire well, um, it turns out that translating paying off debt early translates into this very healthy retirement. And so... The book is not just a book about advice. Yes, there are chapter after chapter of how to fix problems you might have, but it's also people's stories, and it's the stories that I think uh, people really like, they relate to. Um, so, for instance, there might be a story about a family with um, a challenged child and what they do to try to help him through life. There might be a story about somebody who just wanted to take a vacation to Hawaii, although they were up to their eyeballs in debt. And how do you get that done? Or um, recently I met with a couple that, that had given me their story as well, just trying to get out of debt because that's as far as they could see, right? This is like playing a sport where, you know, you're trying to get to that next hurdle and they could see to that level, I just want to get out of debt. And and we do that. And as soon as they were out of debt, and we're talking, we're not talking about credit card debt here. We're talking about mortgages and student loans and uh, credit card payments and 401k loans and all the stuff that, that people have. And then once they were out of that, they couldn't believe how fast the money started to stockpile, even though while we were, while we were doing that, we were still getting them, you know, building savings and things. So there are things, um, bullet points like how to build cash reserves, right? Uh, what you should do with your credit cards. Should you transfer them to a 0% balance or not? Um, you know, how do you decide whether you're supposed to buy or lease a car? You know, basic things that you think would be no-brainers, right? Oh, I know how to do that. Yes, I'll go to that 0% credit card. When, in fact, it's all the stuff they don't tell you that matters. So, so yeah, lots of, I mean, we, it's a smattering of everything, including a chapter called Teach Your Children Well, which is about, for instance, how to, how to handle this allowance or how to teach your kids about money in a way that you don't hear in the mainstream. So instead of just giving your kids money and saying, here's your allowance, you can spend it on whatever you want, you start to teach them to apportion the money a certain way, and they get used to that habit, and then later on, that third they were saving for, or that quarter they were saving for college, or they were saving for something else, goes to the IRS in, a, in the adult world, right? But if we never teach people those skills, if we just believe that every penny we make is ours to spend however we want, we never will build that emergency cash reserve that you need to keep you from taking on credit card debt, for instance, at 29%. And again, you know, the, the uh, family who's got a couple of kids who are on traveling teams or who are looking to be involved in a club sporting world and understanding, you know, besides later on, um, the uh, advice on a plan to, to be able to deal with, with this, 
when somebody knows that, again, you know, I was a serious uh, uh, in, in sports and my kids are going to be in the same situation. And now they're 10, 12, 13 years old and I'm trying to come up with some sort of advice and plan to deal with um, $15,000 a year worth of personal training <laughs> yeah. and or therapy. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, that doesn't seem to be very available. That's why we like to include it when we're talking um, uh, uh, the sports doctor. Again, whether you're the best athlete in the world or whether you're their mother and father or whether you're a coach. And you're, again, you're looking to um, uh, what kind of extra information can I find that could be helpful in preparing or dealing with these new um, bigger expenses uh, maybe I need sponsorship by the local car dealer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the way that you think creatively about this. Um, you asked me for some bullet points. I'll, I'll just give you a couple of chapter titles that might ring true to people. One is the psychology of debt. You know, like you have to be strong about your game. You need to have some idea what makes you tick when it comes to spending or saving. So we talk about the psychology of debt. There's a story in here called Saying Goodbye to the Legends of Baseball. that talks about a guy who had built up this incredible baseball card collection and had to start letting them go because he got himself dug in a little too deeply. Uh, Hug Your Education is a chapter. Knowledge Debt, Financing College. So there's, there's plenty of information in there about how to deal with these kinds of things, but it isn't, it isn't only for high schoolers or college-age kids. It's for everybody. Um, so... You know, I, I just hope when we do these kinds of shows, Dr. Bob, that people hear it and they, instead of just brushing it off saying, oh, there's another person talking about money, that what they hear is, hey, there's a person talking about money to me, <laughs> right? And I need to pay attention well, to Well, you just things. mentioned oh, a major, you may have mentioned a major, major point in that chapter, the psychology of debt. Yeah. Uh, you could probably talk about that for 10 shows. Uh, again, the mental game, which we talk so much about on the sports doctor and all of its aspects, whether someone's trying to stick to their diet, whether they're trying to stick to their the exercise. Uh, this is the time of year where many times I, I see my New Year's resolutionists fall <laughs> by the wayside when I have uh, people on from the, the health club industry. But again, the psychology of debt, uh, is, is a powerful point uh, to once somebody can um, pay attention to including that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yes, it absolutely does. But first, you have to understand what that is, and that usually means that someone else has to hold the mirror up a bit. It's not that someone's going to diagnose you as a bad spender or a good saver, but it's that somebody asks questions of you and helps you discover, like you would in in any kind of um, coaching experience, discover what, what makes it work for you. How do you learn to run faster? What do you have wrong with your golf swing? Why, why are you making too much splash in the water, right? And you can learn the same thing. a lot of bullets. I guess. Uh, I knew time flew by, Dr. Francis Graham. Again, give us the best site people could find out about you, the show, the book, Absolutely. They can reach us at HugYourMoney.com right there on the web. HugYourMoney.com. Let me grab this. Dr. Francis, thanks so much for joining me. Great to have you on with our shout-out to our friend Deborah Emerson. 
here on BBS Radio. Hold on, Francis. We'll be right back, everybody, with the Sports Doctors in. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Nature's medicine for modern living. A people and plants dialogue hosted by Sophie.health. At Sophie, we bring together experts and voices who rarely cross paths. Our quest is to illuminate the ancient world of plant medicine and reimagine it for the connected age. Join us to explore new boundaries of digital personalized medicine with deep roots in the natural world and hear from our community of international pioneers who are validating this new paradigm and improving how we feel, sleep, and cope with daily stresses naturally. Sophie.health, reconnecting people and plants. Introducing Hurdle Apparel Socks. Are you ready to step up your sock game? Hurdle Socks go above and beyond by adding unrivaled support and cushioning with their new matrix support technology. By using an incredibly thin anti-odor, anti-perspiration, shock-absorbing web or matrix that's incorporated in between the fibers of their socks, Hurdle is introducing the first socks with an internal structure to support your feet. There is an immediate difference as soon as you wear them in terms of cushioning and support. Walk on and walk easy with Hurdle socks. Go to HurdleApparel.com. Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Hey, everybody, uh, it is the sports doctor is in segment. Uh, here with the Sports Doctor, where we preview some upcoming guests and topics. We add some Bob Guida, um, sports therapy, fitness wisdom. We answer a few emails. Next week, we have uh, Ann Marchetti. Ann, who was very involved over the years in the world of childhood obesity, community health and wellness, a group called Forward in DuPage County. Uh, now is running for the mayor of Fort Lauderdale. So she's going to be joining me. We'll talk about uh, how she's going to fit in some of these great topics in the world of local government. Then uh, Tasha Hayes. Tasha is uh, one of the uh, uh, founders of Hurdle Socks, Hurdle Apparel. Uh, they're high fitness socks. Uh, Tasha is a fabrics uh, expert. And uh, her input uh, is very, very interesting in the world of uh, sock wear. Uh, so she'll be returning. Following week, um, Walter Beatty. Walter goes back decades in the world of baseball, coaching, recruiting. He'll be talking about some of his upcoming uh, and his podcast. And then Noel Payne, the world of race walkers. You know, gosh, back in the late uh, 70s, national champion. Augie Hurt, one of my great patients in the world of sports medicine, introduced me to the world of uh, race walking. So we're going to talk to, to Noel uh, about that. You know, Guida uh, made a big deal about warming up. 
he wasn't a great stretching fan because a lot of the technique of stretching was faulty and overdone and causing problems. He developed what was called DROM, dynamic range of motion, where you uh, contract the muscle and relax, quote unquote, stretch its opposite. Think of flexing your bicep. When you do that, you relax the triceps. If you raise your leg in front of you by using your thigh muscles to raise it, you're relaxing the hamstrings. And he felt it could be done with all sorts of parts of the body that the dynamic range of motion was a more effective way of warming up all areas of the body. And uh, uh, Guida became famous with this, first of all, because they came after him because they thought he was anti-stretching, and this was a, uh, a new uh, aspect. And when I had Mike Andrews on, one of the longtime therapists with Bob, uh, with his uh, new group working with seniors, uh, talking about uh, DROM uh, and uh, some of its different aspects, a, uh, a dynamic way of warming up all areas of the body, whether it's the throwing muscles, the core, foot, ankle, lower extremity, more of uh, Bob Guida's wisdom. A couple emails. Steve says, my 13-year-old daughter is a serious volleyball player. She plays club volleyball. They're playing uh, four or five days a week. She's had trouble with her knees. Gosh, it's the second season. She's worked with physical therapy. There seems to be nothing structurally wrong. Steve, pay big attention to foot mechanics. Because uh, if she's not complaining about her feet hurting, many times it's missed. Uh, I've used orthotics in uh, the world of volleyball for decades, and half the time it was for girls' knee problems. Foot mechanics, especially that excessive pronated foot, causes excessive uh, stress. Um, as girls mature, they go through puberty, their hips widen, the angle down to the knee changes. It's called the Q angle. And there's always been more knee problems, girls to boys. Volleyball, of course, there's, there's nothing more aggressive on the knees than all that jumping. See podiatry, make sure she's in the right shoe, and look seriously at orthotics. We've had great success. Proper custom orthotics and, and podiatry is where you want to look. Barb says I'm a 40-year-old walker. You talk a lot about the new medicine. Um, what do you mean? The new medicine, Barb, is, is simple. It is eat smarter, so we're not advocating any particular system, any particular diet. Eat smarter. Be educated. More veggies, more fruits, uh, the attention to proper fats. So eat smarter. Number two is keep moving. Whatever you enjoy, whether you enjoy going to the gym whether you're a walker, whether you're a runner, whether you're a swimmer, whether you're playing uh, pickleball, um, be active. Include movement. There's all sorts of ways. Uh, Gaida, again, talks so much about circuit training, where he felt that doing um, a weight resistance uh, and then keep moving one exercise to the other was a very, very effective way. Um, and number three is reducing stress. Uh, this is a huge topic, and I include rest and recovery. Um, we see in so many youth sports too much overkill, overuse injuries. Um, so we want to be able to 
pay attention to rest and recovery, the weekend warrior. This stress is having such an effect on uh, all ages. It's one of the biggest topics on the sports doctor. Wherever I have guests on around the world, their areas of expertise, they talk about mental health. So the new medicine, again, eat smarter, keep moving, include some activity forever. Find out what you like and do it and pay attention to reducing stress. Pay attention to rest and recovery. Shout out to my uh, friends, the host of Run With It out of British Columbia, Christine Blanchet. I do the Sports Doctors In segment every month. So you can check her out. She's got some great TV shows. Uh, and um, Run With It is a great place to find out about it. And Dr. Denise McDermott, the Dr. Denise Show. Uh, she's also a longtime guest. She contributed with a great chapter when I, uh, we called uh, uh, the, the book Hashtag Hey Sports Parents, her chapter. She is an adult and child holistic psychiatrist, and her title was um, Exercise as Mind Medicine for uh, Youth uh, Athletes. And she has a fantastic um, series on YouTube and on social media with her different uh, shows. I've been a guest numerous times. She's been a guest numerous times on the Sports Doctor when she talks about neurostyles. Ah, that whole topic of um, all aspects of what makes people do what they do. So two great um, shows you can check out. Run With It with Christine Blanchet. Uh, and the Dr. Denise shows, and we'll have them both on in the future. And again, everybody, um, have a, a healthy heart month. Leap year. Good luck. Thanks to our friends at BBS. See you next week. It's the Sports Doctor.